Good evening, everybody. What's going on? The Matt and Todd Show, the best thing sports show going around anywhere is right here. We're live on the scene, and we're proud to have all you guys in. Show number 197. What about it, Dane? What's going on today? Well, today I'm going to be talking about the Missouri. Well, today I'm going to be talking about the Missouri Tigers in the SEC East, and I'm also going to talk about the top 10 defensive backs in the country as far as college football is concerned. Got some Florida Gator talk coming in for you. I mean, what do you think about when you hear the Florida Gators about winning? A lot of winning. We're going to get into that, see how Coach Napier is going to have this season go through the schedule and some of the new coordinators from around the SEC, all that and a whole lot more. Come back and hang out with us. All right, here we are back live on the scene. Show 197 in the house. The Matt and Todd Show. What's going on today? Doing pretty good. How are you? 197. 197. Three more to two, huh? We're going to make it there, guys, before you even know it. I hope so. Looking good. Looking good for us. We had a, a good media day uh, last week. Had all the guys show up from around the county. We're glad we got to put that on again. Third annual media day. And Again, thank you to all the sponsors that helped make that happen. That's uh, it's a big deal, and it means a lot that we have people in our county that believe in the kids to, to and the coaches to it, put, help us help us put that on. It went well. It got it gets easier. Yeah, for everybody. I mean, for the coaches, kid. I mean, you know, they're getting used to it now. You know, the first one there was a lot of just uh, uh, you know, not knowing what to say. I didn't see much of that this time. Yeah, I thought the kids did well. Yeah, as that's far as gonna their be answers. And it is like you said. It just kind of gets a little easier as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Anderson in the house. What is going on? Uh, number one fan, Jeff. Thanks you for uh, being the super fan that you are. Hope you enjoying your merchandise that we sent over there to you. And uh, he shared some stuff on the page. All the a lot of the coaches, SEC Media Day prompts mm-hmm. and stuff, things they had talked about. And uh, didn't get to go over that in depth this year because of work. Uh, last year was a little different, so. We didn't do that exactly. So, again, thank you, Jeff, for sharing some of that over there. And SEC football, Dean, we're just down within a little over a month. I mean, oh, I know. I know. We, I think the first weekend, let me get this straight, will be September 1st. Yeah. September 1st, 2nd, and then there'll be some games, obviously, on Labor Day. But most of them will be the first. Now, I haven't seen the lineup yet. There's some pretty good ones, though. What's up, you know, one year there, there wasn't any good games the first week. They were all like the second week. Yeah, I think that, I think that they've started seeing, you know, how uh, well just you know, money wise, how much money they can make on a good opening day. Mm-hmm. You know, you got A and M's going to play Miami, FSU, Florida State, and there's some other games that we're going uh, we're going to get into as we get into uh, the month of August. We'll start talking more and more right. each week about college football. We'll probably do our own top ten. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll have uh, some top five running backs that we usually do, top five QBs around the country to be keeping your eyes open for towards through August. And then as the 25th or that week before, high school gets kicked off. Um, I know over here at Cherokee County, they're going to play Scottsboro. Then Alexandria's coming, and they'll travel mm-hmm. to Piedmont. 
And um, tomorrow, the Tigers are playing seven on seven. Seven on seven, yes, sir. Uh, most of the high school teams get started, not all of them, but a lot of them around here get started the 25th. Yeah. 24th, 25th. And uh, did you say the, the – For real. I mean, I know there's jamborees the week before that. The video was shared from the Piedmont camp that Spring yeah. Garden boys. Yeah, I saw that. Did they win? The, the, Second. Who? Yeah, Han- oh, that's right. Hanley won it. Hanley won it. They played through, and uh, Jacksonville, you know, played up there. And from what I hear from some people that were there, um, he is legit. He Ogles. is he's yeah. the real deal. And he has some receivers to hook up with. So, um, and Piedmont, Coach Miller's getting his guys together. Yeah, he's got some good receivers. I think they'll be, I think they'll be pretty good. Uh, Hanley, if I'm thinking correctly, me and you have been to that two two times. Uh, I'm thinking they won it last year. Mm-hmm, they did. I think Hanley did. Yeah, we didn't get to go. We didn't get to go this year. I know uh, Piedmont won it one year, I think. Mm-hmm. But we've been twice. I know it's usually a great day, but it's very hot. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah, Thursday at work, it was like 110 outside, and it was probably about 90 in the warehouse back there where I was uh, peeling around and working and uh, oh, digging God. around stuff. It's hot. Yeah. But, I mean, it's hot everywhere, and complaining about it at work, nobody wants to hear it because everybody's hot. Yeah, yeah. I saw a good one that they said men complain about it being hot, then they go home and grill out. <laughs> That's, I thought that was pretty funny. Carrollton's wide receiver Odom has committed to Alabama, says Jeff Anderson. Oh, so Carrollton's moving right along. Got, a, got the best quarterback in the country and got a wide receiver going to Alabama. And if that tells you something, they did not win the state championship in Georgia, if you think it's easy to compete over there. No, definitely. Definitely <laughs> not. Uh, what are you going to do first? Do you want to do teams or you going to do position stuff? Or well, let's, go into the, let's go into the position stuff okay. before we do All right, tear off into it. We're gonna, Dean's going to look into – just kind of take a number of – you know, top defensive backs and safeties around the nation to keep your eyes open for this year, get your pad and your pencils and paper. Uh, Uncle Diamond Dean's going to take us on a trip. Well, guys, this is not in order, okay, But because they just do it different now. Uh, you look it up, and they, they always divide the cornerbacks and uh, safeties. They don't do a list for top 10 DBs. They do top 10 safeties, top 10 corners. So I got five safeties and five corners to watch out for on here. Uh, the first one we'll go over is Rod Moore, safety from Michigan, five interceptions. He's going to be one of the reasons they're so good. Uh, five interceptions, great in man-to-man coverage. Uh, next one's James Williams from Miami. had six picks. He is part of the best safety duo in the country for the Miami Hurricanes. I'm expecting them to be better, aren't you? All right, that's James Williams, six interceptions last year. Another safety that's real high on the charts is from Georgia, Malachi Starks, started as a freshman. Matt, he had 847 snaps on the field last year. Two interceptions, broke up 15 passes. Very good ball player. Look look out for a lot, a lot of uh, – he's going to be one of the top DBs. Him and Kool-Aid are going to be the top, top two DBs in the SEC this year. Uh, number seven, Cam kitchens the other miami safety so i'm looking for miami to just be very improved you know you got two you got two of the top 10 safeties in the country you're going to be improved and the best safety in the country is from usc kalen bullock now 
we thought USC was very good last year, but obviously their defense did hurt them some, don't you think? Yes, they're they're one of those teams that's going to be uh, like most Pac-12 teams. They're going to be able to score and run the ball all over the field, but mm-hmm. you know, can they stop anybody? Well, you know, they give up forty points twice to Utah, and then they give up forty to Tulane in that comeback win in the bowl game. Yes, that was a good game. It was a good that game. Was a good game. Uh, but you know, they've got the best safety in the country. They say he's hands down the best safety in the country. And, you know, with what they've got coming back on offense, I think he's going to make them a legit top five threat, wouldn't you think? I could definitely see them being a, a – so as we lay it out here in the case in the court of law, <laughs> we're going to say this we guy – We don't want McCoy coming on here. This guy is definitely – I've watched him play. I watched him in, in some elite camps and stuff when he's playing Bullock. Uh-huh. He's a playmaker. Oh, he's good. Yeah. And, and he's the kind of guy that could be – he could be a receiver too. He can catch the ball. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, fast. Uh, you know, like this Abrams guy that Florida's going to get. We're going to talk about in a minute. Track star type. You know, type mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a good one. All right. Let's move on. Now these, like I said, these aren't in order. Now I'm moving on to the top five cornerbacks. Uh, Cooper DeJean from Iowa had five picks. Iowa's always got a good defense, and they've always got a good defensive back. Uh, so. Watch out for him. That is spelled D-E-J-E-A-N. Uh, number four, Ben Morrison, Notre Dame, led the country in interceptions for cornerbacks with six last year. Uh, he'll make Notre Dame relevant on defense. They got another Michigan guy at number three, Will Johnson. Said he's the best man-to-man guy in the country. Uh, I mean, like graded 90% covering man-to-man. Uh, number two, Penn State's Kalen King. He is considered the second-best corner in the country. But now this is weird, Matt. Not the best on his team last year. But he's considered second-best in the country, but second-best on his team. I think they moved the other guy, the linebacker. And number one, we're not being homers, guys. This is just what I read. I can't help. This was put out by USA Today. Number one corner in the country is Kool-Aid McKinstry. Homegrown boy right here from around the beautiful state of Alabama. 18 passes broken up. He only had like one pick, but he had two, but one got called back, and we know which one that was. Uh, That was against Tennessee, which we thought sealed the game. And – Though Alabama shouldn't have given up 45 points in that game even before then, I didn't like that call. I never did like that pass interference call. I know you did. And uh, <laughs> it was a, a, definitely a tragedy that Bama let that game stay close, yeah. that close to where that play made a difference in the game. And it should not have, right, but, it, right. but it did. Well, they just got down too bad. But the main thing, Kool-Aid, what put him over the top, he led the nation in punt return yards. So not only is the threat, he broke up 18 passes, Matt, and he had 332 punt return yards, highest average in the country. So there you go. You got two from Michigan, two from Miami, one from Bama, one from Notre Dame, one from Penn State, USC, one from Georgia, and one from Iowa. If you'll notice, most of these guys, 90% of them, I was not going to be a top 10 team. But the rest, Miami's probably not either. But seven of the 10 are on top top five teams. 
can that defense of USC ask, can they play zone? Because they can, you know, not just play man to man, but can they go out there and play zone? Which um, Coach Grinch at USC, defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. well, you know, I guess we'll, I guess the story's out. We'll, we'll find out. Well, I mean, I, uh, that's what a lot of these guys, that's a good question, Jeff, because a lot of these guys are considered great because of their man to man skills. Yep. Uh, but Bullock, you know, he's a safety. I'm sure he's a free safety a lot and doesn't have, he'll have a zone. But like Kool Aid and this Will Johnson, I mean, they're considered great because of their man to man skills, not zone skills. Those guys, you know, the one you oh. mentioned there at USC, uh, Bostrick. Bullock. Yeah. Bullock. Mm-hmm. But he can't, yes, he can do it all. He, right. he can he can play zone and or he can play man and he can read coverages to know whether even if he needs to if he's in man he can peel off right and, and play a zone nearly because his ability he's like that guy i told i know i've told you this story in middle school we, we played man all the time and uh we had our special player and he wasn't guarding his man and i was fixing to get on to him and an assistant said don't say nothing to him because he can do both i'm like he goes, nah. He didn't do it, say it in a smart way. He's just like, I wouldn't say nothing to him. He's watching the quarterback's eyes, and he has time to get over to his man. Yeah. So you're saying Bullock's one of those guys. Yeah. That's, uh, I'll give you a, a, a 10 second Cedar Bluff highlight story from my illustrious career at uh-huh. baseball there. Uh, for local people, know Tyrone Moore. Right. Tyrone was a few years behind me, and, I was playing center, and I think he was in left or right. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I think Charles Neal was vice versa on mm-hmm. the other side. And, you know, we just being the younger guys, we always will talk to them and, and uh, to remind them of the, the um, you know, fundamentals of playing outfielder. You never um, you never make the, the first step forward when a ball leaves. So you see it leave the bat. It's always first step back. First step back, yes. You can adjust and run up to the ball. Well, like these corners we're talking about, uh-huh. this bullet kid, he, he can do whatever. Like Tyrone, uh-huh. he made a step to the ball. We were playing somewhere, and I'm like, he's, he's – I he's think he's, gone, he's, burnt, he's burnt. Well, no, because he turned around took off, and he's so fast. <laughs> he turned – he stepped up and then turned and ran and still caught the ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's not fair. If I did that, I'm burnt. Oh, yeah, most 99% of people. Yeah. That's an error. Get him out. Yeah, but see, he could do that. He could he could make a small, uh, you know, adjustment on the fly that quick and, right. and still make the play. Well, this is how Bullock is. But no, make no bones about it. It's Miami has the best secondary in the country, according to this article. But uh, McKinstry, top corner in the country, they say that's a, not even close, to be honest with you. Yeah, he is. And uh, Bullock, hands down, top safety in the country. And, you know, I haven't heard anything about a USC defensive player for quite a while, so I found that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That Well, that, that shows his ability to recruit still the area. And, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Riley is – he's cut his teeth in. Uh, he's got a Heisman winner at quarterback, I think. Yeah, yeah. And their schedule is not too, too terrible. Uh, this will be their last year to play out there with a Pac-12, and they'll be making their way out to the Big Ten next year. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you got two positions locked down there with the best player, quarterback and safety. The quarterback on the other side of the ball. Quarterback on the other side of the ball. So you two 
so i you know that's that's pretty good that's yeah. pretty good and uh what do you think i mean just to my with miami having the best safety duo in the country is that gonna is that gonna make a difference yeah Yes, yes and no, and it and it does evolve. I mean, the game of football in general, it's not going to evolve around one player. We we know right. that. But um, when you have those kind of problems, it's yeah. good to have a problem when you got two of the better safeties in the country. And right. usually, those guys are probably from around there, Fort Myers, right. you know, Fort Lauderdale, um, you know, Daytona areas, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, those guys come out of their areas in high school, and they are good out of high school. So, yes, it, it can. Yeah, sure. It, it could help. Two of the top five. and It Jeff, don't hurt. No. Jeff, I hate to mention this, but there's Michigan with two of the top ten DBs in the country. I read something on them on Twitter this morning. They two. have a great squad of D-backs this year. I mean, I, that, I mean Jeff, you, you can't, that can't be good news for an Ohio State fan. Yeah, because. Is Michigan ready to win one? I mean, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Well, they've, they've you know. Two years in a row, they've they've have taken care. Of, I they got already, better last year. I mean, they were better last year than they were the year before when they played Georgia. I think Khaki Pants is. I think he's getting comfortable in his own skin in the playoffs. Right. That first year as you go, man, you're not. You're just so surprised. And he had that old that Hutchins kid that's supposed to have been the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. And Georgia destroyed him. His name was not ever even called in the game. And he does great in the pro. He did great this year in the pro. I don't know if he's just nervous. I don't know. Georgia might have been that good. <laughs> well, they was. I mean, they won it, <laughs> and they won it again the next year. You know, so, yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's both. So, yeah. I Well, I still say Michigan should have played. I, I mean, you know, you don't have those two pick sixes that McCarthy threw who didn't throw interceptions all year. Right, but he's getting pressured like he's never been right. pressured in his life. Yeah, I mean, you win the game. That's true. That's true. He probably has flashbacks of that still. Oh gosh, you know that's a. I mean, the only bad game he had all year. That Georgia defense is. They were. I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is. People know that now. Looking back, we can go. Well, yeah, they were great. Well, now, I don't think. All right, and I'm just. I know I'm going off in a rabbit hole here. Michigan beat Georgia in the championship if they hadn't made it. Mm. I don't think so. Me personally, probably not. Yeah. No. Might have been a it would have been closer than sixty five to seven. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But I do think that Georgia would have still prevailed. But uh Matt, that's pretty much your DBs. That's the best ones. And like I said, most of them play on the best teams. Oh, that's just know. how it is. The rich get richer. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of rich getting richer, Coach Freeze at Auburn is guys, they're plucking right away. And uh they're Bringing in the kids, they definitely got plenty of of uh, transfers moved in, and and that don't transfers don't mean it's going to be an automatic an automatic bid to uh, um, be successful. Right? Uh, yeah, to make a playoff. So mm-hmm. let's just be calm about that. And I did hear a a comment on Twitter from a page that could Georgia and Auburn have the same record this year? No, no. Auburn what? don't have the players. It's not even close. Auburn is Gosh. Auburn hadn't recruited a top they didn't even recruited a top ten class in five years. Mm. I think they had like the seventh class was the best that Gus ever did there. And Bama's coming off one of their one of the best classes ever recruited in the history of college football. Mm-hmm. This then they're a freshman on class seen this year. Okay. And they're ad linemen as we speak now. 
and I'll go through some of them as we go get on closer over there into the next month. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's insane. That don't make could they have the same record? Is it possible? Well, my Bama may have the same record as Auburn. So you're telling me Bama's going six and six? Right. right no, no I, I wouldn't think so. Who's been? No, there's so much doubt and hate going around. So let's just cool their jets on that. But some of the top coordinators you're looking around the year, there is ten new coordinators positions in the SEC alone. Wow, that's a lot of moving around. It is um, Auburn. Defensive coordinator Ron Roberts, he's from Baylor, is going to be playing the 4-2-5, Dean. I like a 4-2-5 defensive style. Um, you can be flexible in coverage, but you I can like also it. be you can be tough up front. I like it. It's it's about what you got to do in college now. It I is. I mean, a lot anyway. Well, you got to respect the RPO. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to it in high school. Yes. Uh, you got to have four, though. That's the thing. Well, those four better be good. Yes, that's the you key. You can't have two guys over there that can't no. move. Or you're going to play 3-4-3. Three, three, yeah. Where you got some guys that are just not as big, so you can put your three bigs from front mm-hmm. and then have four that are, you know, like Mike outside, linebackers inside, and, and you know, right. different linebacker styles. But last year, you know, their defensively, they finished 97th in the country. Uh, they gave up on average 97. 30 points a game last year. So those are things that Coach Roberts – We'll definitely be addressing, and with the transfers coming in, I think Auburn will be improved. I do think they'll be improved. Uh, offensive coach at AM. With these two big egos of these two guys, these are two big-time play callers. It's going to be very interesting, I think, to see the Coach Petrino. I don't see it. <laughs> and, see. and Jimbo turning it loose. It's going to be interesting. I agree. Very interesting. So those, those two guys. So who's going to call the plays? Yeah, I mean, he's told Bobby's supposed to be. The, I mean, he's an OC now. Yeah. Okay. He was a good one. He was. Um, Jimbo's a good one. He is. A hundred and first in scoring last year. Sixty second in yards um, per in yards per play. So their offense is going to have to get a little better. Now, we've, we've broke them down. You can go back on our YouTube channel and find the video where we talked about A&M specifically. And um, we really get into it, talk about their players and who they got coming back in and, and this class. I don't uh, think we had them burning up the woods. We had them possibly even having a losing record. Some, or six and six, maybe. There's some there's some out there that kind of feel like they could – they could push LSU around and maybe finish first in the West uh, with Bama finishing third. I don't I know don't about that. So. No, I, I don't know. I don't buy that. Uh, Bama offense coach, we've talked about him several times as the hire come in that day, Reese. Uh, Bama has led the nation in scoring at 44 points uh, a game per average per game since 2018. Mm. So I, I don't expect are, to see that this year. Those are some things that, uh, that Saban has took, you know, He's took confidence in to be a top scoring type of offense, and he's had awesome quarterbacks the last many, many years. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, Between you got Tua, Jaylen, Hurts and Tua and Young. Mac Jones. All those guys. So uh, there's something to see, and I'm curious about it. Um, the title drought at Alabama will be into its third year now, which is unsaving like This has never happened as Saban's been in Alabama to have a third year and there's no title in the past three years. Ah, that's got to be terrible. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I know there's teams like – Three years? Woo. Auburn, uh, 120 years, and oh, Georgia I mean, waited 50 before they oh, – you know. And Alabama's had three. Oh, gosh, the sky's falling. Everybody run for cover. Oh, no. Notre one, Dame had one, one in 35. They, they – 
they won 10 games last year, so y'all just calm down. Yeah. Florida, LSU, Ole Miss, Vandy, no changes. Uh, Georgia offensive coach, everybody knows about Bobo, with Munkin had headed off to uh, coach at the Ravens. Bobo, Get you know, fan. can he have continued success? No, we've had Ben on, and, and uh, that's fine. Everybody has, you know, right. I watched the guy play, mm-hmm. and, and some, you know, everybody hadn't. I just was never a. I just don't think he puts them in good spots, and he always gets credit mm-hmm. for having some of the best offensive numbers out there at Georgia. But look who was playing. He had Stafford and all those guys. Right. I never did. I, I heard a lot of complaining about Bobo when he was at. Now I gotta be honest. I never never heard any complaining about Munkin. No, but you know when he come in, there was doubts. I remember us sitting here saying, "I don't know about this guy. I mean, who is he?" And the guy before I did hear complain about Cheney, I think was his name. Uh, they might not have been Cheney, but the guy before when the, the coordinator when Alabama beat him on the last play, yeah, there was a lot of complaints. They said he went uh, very conservative, conservative in the second half against Alabama. So, uh, but now Monk and I didn't hear a lot of rumblings, but I did about Bobo. Yeah, at Auburn and. Georgia. When they mention, you know, Bobo coming on, it's just <laughs> I don't I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really see it. So Well, we just had to go back and look at some, you know, he did have some good players. South Carolina, uh Dow Loggins, L O G G A I N S Loggins. Uh-huh. Greg McElroy says great hire. For who? South Carolina. Great hire. Great oh, hire. See? Yep, he, he feels like that he is a guy that can get it done. Uh, a little bit about him, he played tight in at Arkansas and wound up coaching there for a while. Wow, tight end. Coached, coached under uh, Pittman. Huh. Uh, but can he get Rattler in a good rhythm? It can, is those things going to be able to do? Now, his NFL stint consists of the Titans, the Bears, the Dolphins, Jets. 16 years he spent in the NFL. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, so his record is – That's good. He's coached pro football, so he understands years. the rhymes and rhythms. Uh, and he played college football, so he has a you know a love for the game, old school style you know football. So he's been around big time football for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with McElroy. On paper, it sounds like a even just with that, not even knowing anything else about him, it sounds like a good hire. I think Greg said he made him. Um, his first year coming out of Alabama, so he said I've known him for you know fifteen years or so, and I. I think it's a great hire. Um, Offensive coach at Tennessee. Now, we know the weapons that they have at Tennessee. Joey Housel, he moved him up. He was a quarterback coach. We read about this, uh, I think it was at the end of the season. I remember saying this. They they stayed in-house. Very, very cool to do that. Must have a lot of confidence in his quarterback coach to move him up to BOC. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, See, I thought he was going to call the plays. Now, Apple. Uh, the the last guy that was there, he went to yeah U, uh, USL. He went to South Florida. Okay, so See the head coach. Yeah, so okay. Joey can can keep Milton straight, focused, keep things. And I don't mean straight like he's out in the streets doing bad stuff. He's a good no, kid. No, just I mean on the field. On the field. What's good. going on? Being able to to identify plays, don't be able to identify defenses. So can. Coach Hazel do this. Now, he's done it before. Right. He knows his quarterback room. He's been there. He's not a new guy. He's not a new move in. Uh, he did work at Oklahoma, Missouri. He's been at Utah State. 
So, you know, he knows what's going on. He's a clean-cut young guy. So Tennessee will have this, you know, guy calling some plays there at Tennessee. Now, a topic we talked about um, before the show come on, Kentucky Wildcats, something very interesting. Liam Cohen was not at Kentucky last year. No, and he Levis, they love him. Levis, mm-hmm. they, a lot of people say Levis kind of um, got hurt from that. Yes. Got uh, hurt Levis. His, his ability as a quarterback was – didn't reach its full potential mm-hmm. because of Cohen not being there. He left. Well, guys, guess what he did? He went and won a Super Bowl ring. Right. With the Rams. Right. Coach Matthew their, Stafford. Was he their quarterback coach? Yeah. Call, okay. call, help call plays. Because you know the head coach. He's Yeah, McVay. He's a good play caller. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they probably collabed on some stuff, and he probably just worked with the quarterbacks more. So um, I think that's going to be a good – he said he uh, quote uh, it's a better family atmosphere at Kentucky. He enjoys having his son being able to come out on the field. I watched a video of him talking. He likes where in the NFL you can't have your wife and kid around around the locker room. Right. Where right. at Kentucky, the players are high fiving his little boy and they pick right. him up at practice right. and you know run around water cups on their head. I've seen some videos. They yeah. have fun. They can have fun with his kid and he likes that and and he's. He's excited to be back. So after a one-year stint, um, and also we need to add this, 105th offensive ranking last oh, they were, year. They were bad. Was North Carolina game. State. Oh, North. okay. And what does that have to do with Kentucky, Matt? Dang, tell them what it has to do with Kentucky. Well, their quarterback is now Kentucky's quarterback, North Carolina State's quarterback. Well, he got hurt, but the year before last, he was their full-time quarterback all year. Devin Leary. Devin Leary. Now, can they take the 116th ranked last year offense of the Kentucky Wildcats that Lavis is leaving behind? 4,200 total yards last year for offense. So, can the 105th ranked offensive quarterback come to the 116th ranked 4,200 yards? Can he come and make a difference? I say with Cohen and him and and uh, uh, Leary together, yes. That's 300. That's a little, just a little over 300 yards a game. I think he can. Hey. I think he can make a big difference. <laughs> He's the man. Hey, you talk about loved up there. I'm talking about Cohen. Yeah, your people, oh. your family, people all enjoy well, it. Everybody you talk to, oh, man, well, Liam Cohen's gone. Dang, Liam Cohen's gone. We need Liam Cohen back. Well, I I mean, the proof's in the pudding. You can go back and watch and see for yourselves last year. 4,200 yards, 116th ranked offense in the land. That's bad. That's, Matt, that's 320-something yards a game. Mm. I know on that sounds like 320, that's good. Not for college, it's not. No, it should be. Now, these days, you better be hitting 500. We're I'm, talking about rushing in through Ben Passing. Now. Well, We're I mean, talking Alabama, about during this 44-point-a-game uh, span, Alabama's average 450, I'm think. Probably 475 or maybe 500. Yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if that's not best in the nation. I mean, but well, you know, that's what that stat I just read off. You know, Alabama has the top scoring top offense scoring since twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. And though you know LSU in there, Burr in those years, that year he did, they still they still was it. Yeah, yeah, I think they averaged five sixty. It was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but you gotta you gotta at least be getting four hundred a game. You better. Yeah, on average, no yeah. doubt, four hundred. Now. But he's the best of all those you've named, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, coordinator positions, the guys we're talking about there, they all are going to have their positions to fill. But probably most excitingly, we could put a check by Cohen coming oh. back to Kentucky, and he's going to get to coach uh, Leary from uh, North Carolina State. That's big. Were you saying that? I might have to repick how I think they'll do. Well, uh, and they got Vanderbilt's running back too. He rushed for over a thousand yards yeah. last year. We got a special on them too, guys. Um, through the summer, we've broke down all. The, we're only missing like the the last few big ones, and we're saving them like Tennessee, Georgia, Bama, mm-hmm. LSU, or something. I think did we even do LSU? We've not done LSU. So we got the four and Vandy, like the two Big East and the two Big West teams, or something mm-hmm. like that. It's about when we're going to do them within the next two or three weeks, and we'll hit our mark about about the time high school's kicking. And we'll we'll be finishing those teams, and then we'll do our first, you know, fifteen minutes of the show. We'll cover high school. I think you ought to do the best ones last, personally. Yeah, well, it keeps people around. That's yeah. what we want. We want you guys to come back. And hey, speaking, Dean, how easy is it to subscribe? You got to hit the button. Literally, it's not. I mean, it's not hard. You at don't all. have to hit the button and fill out something. No. I could see if you had to do that. Hit the button. Okay, name, street number. Zip code. Just hit the button. Yeah. That's it, right? Subscribe. And you'll get notifications when we go live. I think people think they got to pay. Zero. Now, if you're watching us on Facebook, there's a little star down there in the comments. You can hit that star, and it'll give us a dollar. It goes in our account. I think we got like three bucks in there. (laughs) Come on, people. (laughs) We're going to have to have a fundraiser. (laughs) Charity fundraiser. Uh, And on... um, uh, so it, it's just real easy. If you're watching on Twitter, go follow me right there at Big Matt 1977. You can see it up there on top of the screen. I share tons of stuff. High school kids, where they're going to college, uh-huh. go there and find me. I share film of kids from around here and all over. Uh, any way I can try to help promote a kid, try to make it to college is, is the goal. We we'll always want to help promote yes, kids sir. the best we can. Yes, Dean, tell us about. Mizzou Tigers and Coach Driscoll. Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz. Eli from App State. He's a, that's a strange name. Yeah. Now, a little preview for them. Um, they got three good quarterbacks in the room. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some of the top wide receivers. They're not going to be terrible, guys. No, no, they're not. But we'll talk about why their record will not reflect that here in a minute. Yeah. All right, let's break into this. Missouri, six and seven last year, coached by Eli Drinkwitz from Appalachian State. Had a lot of success there. Everybody's had success there, though, hadn't they? I yeah. mean, really. I mean, if you win seven games, people yeah. are probably happy. Uh, App State, he's come over. He's 17 and 19 in his three years there. To be honest with you, Matt, he's probably a little bit on the hot seat. Uh, offensively, Missouri, a uh, little young on the old line. But their wideouts are fantastic. They have two, Dominic Lovett and Luther Burden, who is probably one of the most underrated players in the conference. They caught 101 passes last year for over 1,100 yards. Watch out for this guy, Matt, Luther Burden. Burden, yeah, yeah. I remember talking about him. Dominic Lovett's the other one. Uh, One of the problems with Missouri is they don't have a lot of depth at running back. They've got Cody Schrader. He gained 746 yards. He's not bad, though. No, but Drinkwitz said he's not a workhorse. He was a good number two last year. Yeah. Because they lost their guy. They lost their main man. and uh, But Schrader, there's just not a lot of depth there. And the problem is, they said he's not the kind of guy you want to give the ball to 25 times a game. Uh, 
Now, where they don't have problems is at quarterback. Gosh, no. And uh, got one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. Guys, I'm telling you, this guy's going to rank. There's 14 teams in the conference. He's going to rank in the top eight, possibly. Brady Cook, 2,700 yards passing, 600 rushing. Yep. Brady Cook. But if he goes down, you got Jake Garcia. I like him. He's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's, he's a, 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 I think he's a fan favorite. Just from I've read some guys, right. people that are on the field at practice that may be right for the local Tiger paper. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fan favorite. Jake Garcia is. Yeah. So either way, with Missouri, I think they're going to be okay at quarterback. Either yeah. way. And Schrader, they, he needs some help. And one of the other backs may step up. But as of right now, that is a lack of depth position. Wide receivers are loaded with Lovett and Burden. Offensive line's better defensively. This is where the improvement has come. They only give up 25 points a game last year. Now, I know you're saying 25 points. That's not bad. Well, you know, I just read, what was it, um, you know, uh, Auburn's was, you know, 30-something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they give up, and they were down. They gave up 34 the year before, 25 last year, and they got eight starters back. Show, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So they got eight back on defense. Eight back. That already improved nearly nine points a game. And I think one of those, there's three gone, but I think only one of them was like a real one of their real dudes. It's really right. He's gonna kind of be miss. He's gonna kind of be a miss. Tyron Tyrone Moore. Not the not the one from Cedar Bluff. Is their linebacker. He's their stud defensively. Uh but eight starters back and one of the most improved defenses in the country. From twenty one to twenty two, Matt with eight starters back. Promise he's got promise. I'm thinking they improve more. I, I would, so, I would think so. I, you would assume that. You would assume that. Now, you're hearing about how good Missouri's quarterbacks are, how good their defense is going to be. Their receivers lines not bad. Not a lot of depth at running back. Sounds like they might have a good year. Matt, pull up that schedule right quick. Uh. Here's the problem, and this is the reason I do not think Missouri will do any better than they did last year. And we got to give them credit now. Do they not have one of the toughest schedules in the country, Matt? Definitely. Definitely. All right. So they start out with South Dakota. We're going to give them a win on that one. All right. And then what we got, Middle Tennessee. I, that's not a give me, is it? Um, I don't know where they're at. I don't know where. I think I, middle. I think they'll win that. I don't know where Middle Tennessee is as a as a program. You know, I, I, I I think that uh, they can definitely win that game. So let's just give them two and zero. Oh. Well, who they got after that, Matt? Podcast listeners, guys. Saturday, September sixteenth, their season really really kicks off. They'll be playing the last year's Big Twelve champs, Kansas State. And it could be terrible. Where is it? it? It is at Missouri. Okay. Well, it's not I'm John Cena. It's Kansas State. I'm going to say if they win that game, they might end up having a decent year and end up being bowl eligible. But they got Kansas State. Then they turn around and play, Matt. Who they got after that? They got Memphis at home. Okay. Memphis so they, at home. Yes. And uh, then they will be at? Vandy, Vandy. who's not terrible. Then starting the month of October, LSU will be at home the 7th October. Then they're going to travel to Kentucky. 
Then they're going to host South Carolina. And then the the worst team of all, oh, by oh, idle, oh, is going to be very hard. That's number one team in the country. But the worst part of of any of this, look at this. Okay, now uh, starting November, I just said. Look at their slate out there earlier. I just said starting October, they got LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina. Okay, yeah, easy peasy. Back to back to back, and then, then idle. Yes, which is unbeatable. <laughs> then starting the month of November, people, podcast listeners, November 4th, they will be at Georgia, host Tennessee, host Florida, travel to play the fighting KJ Jeffersons, which is going to have a, a very electric offense coming back. It should uh, have a good offense. Yes, they've lost some guys, but, uh, and those, that time is at three o'clock the, at Arkansas game. It's, I think that's about the only time. Um, the first game is August 31st for you Missouri fans. 7 o'clock, SEC Network. They'll play Middle Tennessee at 6 o'clock, SEC Network. And they will play the defending Big 12 champs that Bama had defeated in the in the bowl game uh, September 16th at 11 o'clock. Again, SEC Network, all your coverage that you'll need to start the season for Missouri. Matt, they're going to have to pull some upsets just to go 7-5. and five. Let's, have to. Let's click on who we think. Which ones do they win? Okay, I don't think I'm going to have them going three and one going into Vandy. Okay. so I'll have them four and one after Vandy. They beat South Dakota. Yes, they beat they Middle beat Tennessee. Middle, they beat Middle Tennessee. I think they lose to either Kansas State or Memphis. I don't know which one. Okay, we'll say they lose. We'll say they they beat Memphis. Okay, three and one. All right, they beat Vandy. We think. I, I'm just putting that there. I don't know if they will or not. Now, these next three games, LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina. Let's give them one of them. Um, Maybe South Carolina. Because it's at home. Okay, we'll give them South Carolina. It's at home. That's five and two. Now, we're marking our wins here in blue, podcast people. We got them winning that many so far, three so far? Four, no, five. Okay, five wins so far. So, they need to win one more game to be bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. Now they have idle. Then starting the month of November, the dreaded back end of the schedule, they go to Georgia, not a win. They go, they host Tennessee, not a win, not a win. Then they got Florida and Arkansas. They win one of those games. They win one. That's just to go five hundred, Matt. We'll just say, to go five hundred. We'll say they beat Florida because it's at, because it's at, um, it's at home. So that's six wins. They beat Florida, South Carolina, Bandy, Memphis, Middle Tennessee, South Dakota. So they're only going to win three conference games. I two. I'll just be honest. No three. Vandy, South Carolina, Florida. This team could play good ball and go four and eight. Mm. I'm predicting them to go five and seven. Their schedule's too tough. I don't think they have the firepower to live up to it. I do think they will pull some upsets, but they may say also get upset sometimes. I mean, Vanderbilt's a catch game because you know it's right in between Memphis and. LSU, uh, I'm thinking five and seven at best. Well, you see where the uh, podcast, the Vanderbilt game is at right there. It's at Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think that's a catch game. And because you're looking ahead, we're going to talk about you know Vanderbilt too at some point. We'll we'll probably get to them uh, next week. We may do Vandy and Tennessee together. And we're picking them to upset Florida and South Carolina. That that. There's a good chance neither one of those things will happen. I'm telling you, Matt, this team's going to be lucky because of their schedule to go five and seven. 
I'm thinking five and seven, four and eight. If they win seven games, it'll that means they have upset Arkansas or Kentucky. Well, you agree with that? And somebody's going to play out and not be as good as they're supposed These two to be. games here, these two games. Georgia, Tennessee, and LSU? Yeah. Georgia, luck. Tennessee, and LSU. Yeah, good luck with that. They're just not playing Bama. That's the only team and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> if <laughs> he wins six, he needs to keep his job. I don't they're think. They're going to practice against the Jamboree against the Chiefs. <laughs> just to, I mean, it's out there. Just to line it up. I think they're going to play in the USFL. It's kind of close by. And I know they didn't. I mean, it's just the way it worked out. But, I mean, they're two out-of-conference. They're two crossover games are Arkansas and LSU. And you got Kansas State and Memphis. Memphis is not bad. Middle no. Tennessee is not bad. Memphis usually got some athletes. Now, it's going to be early. It's going to be like week three, four of the season for Memphis. So, they have their legs under them. But usually these teams are going to hit their stride about week five or six. So, they're going to guess who they get to run into right there. They're going to host LSU about when they're hitting their stride. But are they going to be hitting their stride? Quarterback, they've got their quarterback. Their defense is right. looking good. Uh, the linebacker you talked about, we, he's going to be getting in his rhythm. By, usually back, uh, these college guys, it ain't like high school. Uh, well, the first two games are tune-up. They're going to play Kansas State. He's going to be ready. By the time they get to LSU, they should be ready. Yeah, but you got three. You got Kansas State and Memphis. And then, you know, we're, we're assuming Vanderbilt might not be one of their tougher games. But you got Kansas State, Memphis. Then you play Vandy. Boom. Then you got LSU at Kentucky. Not They don't play LSU at Kentucky. You got LSU. That'd be interesting. Then, <laughs> I think they ought to do that. Well, they've worked, they've worked things out. Alabama, yeah. Arkansas and Mississippi State play at Tuscaloosa. I like it. You like it. Alabama like it. plays at Georgia. This Iron week. Bowl hosted in Gainesville. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But look at their slates. I mean, uh, they're awful. Well, in Florida, we don't know. I mean, we're fixing to find yeah, out about Florida. Yeah. Florida's not going to be a pushover. Yeah. I don't think they're ready yet. I don't think they're going to fix them to arrive yet. But they're not going to be a pushover. I'm but telling you, Matt. These two teams here, these these are the ones. They're going to have to swing. If they wind up, if they could win, if they wind up winning seven games, they're going to have to beat one of these teams I just highlighted. They're going to have to beat Kentucky or Arkansas. And they are both away. All right. Here's They're what both, I got. You hear what I said? Both of them are away. Right. <sighs> Man, I don't know. So you got to win one of those to, to, to have a seven-win season and say, huh, you know, with this schedule they had, uh, and I'm gonna get, I'll am gonna i pull up Florida's schedule here in a second. You're going to look at it and you're going to go. It's just as bad. Oh, no. What? I mean, they're playing everybody this year, and they start their season off with Utah. Oh my gosh! I mean, they're starting off great. with South Dakota. Florida has to play Utah. Well, Cam Rising's back, oh, and he's going to be on a short Heisman list, at least for top three. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sheesh! I've got the worst. Missouri does four and eight. I've got them predicted to go five and seven, and the best, the absolute best. I know you're like, well, you predict three different things. Yes, we got our prediction what they do at best and the worst they do. And at best, no matter what happens, they do no better than six and six. Mm, yeah. I don't think no improvement. I mean, record-wise, they may be an improved team, but their schedule's brutal for them anyway. Mm. I don't know. It's not a real easy schedule if you're the New England Patriots, is it? I mean, look at it. If that's Alabama's schedule. That's tough. That's tough. If they go, if they run six and six, that'll be his third year down. 
they'll they'll keep him around. If he goes six and six, they'll they'll keep him. But I'm afraid if he goes four and eight or five and seven, they're going to get rid of him. Which and is, I don't know that not, it's fair. It's not fair. Look at his schedule. It's top. The top is not terribly heavy, but guys, you're playing the daggum. You're playing the return Big Twelve champs. So, okay. Well, let's just look at it. They play one, two, three, four, five. They possibly play six ranked teams. Six. Yeah. Six top twenty-five ranked teams throughout the year, maybe seven. Yeah. Because Kentucky, they got them ranked twenty-four, and I think that sticks. And Tennessee. Um, and Arkansas, they're going to wind up being a top 20 team. I don't think they're going to be great because they lost, I think they lost too many people in offense. They lost a lot. Yeah. And like, well, and their defense is revamped and it should improve because their defense was bad last year. Arkansas was, but they just lost all their playmakers. They just got Sanders and Jefferson. Yeah. They don't have a lot of experience around them, but their schedule is awful. Mm. I mean, that may be, I guarantee you that's top 10 toughest schedule in the country. Maybe top five. Yeah. But I, I think it's the timing of it. You got Georgia, Tennessee back to back. You got LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina crammed right together. Yeah. No, 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 no days off. Hashtag no, no days off. No. Terrible schedule. I think they'll go. I think you what you say six and six at best. Oh yeah, that's I'm giving the guy a lot of credit. They'll they'll keep him around. You know, if he wins six games, they're not running him off. I wouldn't be shocked if they go four and eight. They might not get rid of him if they go four and eight. They go three and nine, he's gone. But they could go three and nine with that schedule. I'm sorry. They could go three and nine with that schedule. That's tough. Terribly tough. All right. Now we're going to get to hear about your team, the Gators. Good Lord, man. Uh, Their schedule, easy. No. (laughs) Uh, You know, when I say Florida Gators – what does you? What does most people think about? Do you think about think about Spurrier? You think about old Revis, nineteen seventy one class. Think about Grossman, yeah, Warfel, Tim Tebow, yeah. Steve Spurrier, player and coach, won a Heisman there, nineteen sixty six. Meyer, think about Meyer, and of course Urban. What a fantastic job he done. We just rewatched one of the the ninety six Tennessee Florida game before we come on. We was down here shooting the breeze in, in uh, Studio One B. Yeah. And uh, down here in the basement of New York City. Well, yeah. Well, we got our field reporters out getting all this information. Yeah. For uh, and we're, again, we're live here in New York City in the basement of uh, one of the buildings up here. Empire State. Uh, we think winners. They were winners. Um, 96, 06, and 08. Yeah. Definitely had great runs. Last year, they go six and six. They lost to Oregon State 30 to three in their bowl game. They didn't have a lot of players opt out, though, didn't they? Uh, yes. Yeah. Now they bring back six on offense. They bring back five on defense. That's not a lot of starters to return. 2022, they were 77th in passing yards per game and 99th in rushing last year. So they're they're right at the, the bottom third part of all statistically speaking. Uh, Jack Miller, QB, he throwed for 180 yards last year, looking to be the guy coming in. Ricky Purcell. He is a dude. Wide receiver, He's put good. a star by his name. He's good. And when asked by um, Allie Peak, she does a, a podcast review for Florida. Mm-hmm. You can find her over on Twitter. She says she has people on the field, and they talk to players that um, Purcell kind of said off the cuff that 
because the battle between him and the other guy, the quarterback, they feel mm-hmm. like Graham Mertz. He's kind of going to be the guy. Seems like there may be a little more rhythm for him. Mertz, yes, yes. Then the other guy, he likes the other guy, and he says he's known him for a long time, and he throws a good ball. Mm-hmm. So they kind of feel like that. Uh, FPI has them going six and six on the season, and they're usually right. That, yeah, they are. Now on uh, September the, um, they're going to open up that second that weekend. They're going to be at Utah. Then the 16th, they're going to play Tennessee. The 30th, at Kentucky. The 28th, Halloween weekend, of course, they'll play Georgia. November 11th, at LSU. November 25th, they'll play the the game. These are just key games. We're fixing to look at the full schedule. Uh, they'll play, of course, their rival, Florida State. Now, week three, they're going to host Tennessee. This is a pivot game. Hosting Tennessee that week third, they should be hitting some kind of, of rhythm to see if Coach Napier and the recruiting that they've done. And I'm going to talk about that because uh, when it started out, mm, during the, the right at the end of the year last year, they got on the recruiting trail. People were kind of hassling a little bit. So uh, offense is not good enough to play with Tennessee. So in predicting games, I, I don't, I don't, I just don't think they'll be able to beat a Tennessee. Now, um, I don't. I wouldn't. Not right now. now at, at I wouldn't think so. At a Kentucky. We'll go over here and we'll pull this up on here. At Kentucky. Big game. Yes. Uh, Florida, they could win this game maybe, but, when, you know, what we just talked about, Leary being there and Coach Cohen being back, it was this mm-hmm. big, fat, beautiful uh, Super Bowl ring. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't know if that would be a no problem. Cussing. Yeah, no, can't cuss on here. Can't say Super Bowl. Oh, I said it again. We're, we're banned. Censored. Uh, so, this far to have a chance to beat this. Can they, with Cohen and them? It's at Kentucky. Yes. This is a big game for them. They, but they've got Kentucky. They beat them 30 times out of the last 33 years. It's a big game. Um, I definitely think they can beat Kentucky and South Carolina. They'll be ready by by week five. This will be a week five game for them uh, that you're looking at here on the schedule. Uh, podcast listeners at South Carolina two weeks later. We're looking at it on here down there all, October the 14th at South Carolina. This is a mid-level defensive team, South Carolina. They're not going to be breaking the molds, but we talked about their new coordinator. Can he get Rattler in a move? Coach Loggins, he's a new offensive coach. Mm-hmm. Can they keep him under 40? Can they keep South Carolina under 40 points? Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. But now I've said that South Carolina, the Gamecocks, probably, they, they're probably going to win this game. So now we're looking at like three and five. Now on the 4th of November, let's roll down here. But, you know. Fourth of November, uh, they're, they're, I ain't gonna say because that we know who they play Halloween weekend. They're not beating Georgia. I'm not even gonna talk about it. There's no, no need to even bring it up. Then they play LSU. Then they got Arkansas. Then they're gonna be LSU. So we'll get to Arkansas right here. They're gonna host the Hogs. Like they can win that. Now, to they're both both these teams are, are gonna be a run happy team with decent defensive. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be kind of an even game. I think the nod may be able to go to the quarterback play of Jefferson. Right, right. I'm just guessing. So now they're going to put them after a loss to Arkansas at three and six. 
All right, then we're going to roll back up there. We'll talk about the game. LSU, they travel to the Bayou by week 10. I would say that Jay Daniels is probably going to be in the Heisman talk, wouldn't you think? Uh, I, I'm hoping so. Well, no, actually, I'm not hoping so as an Alabama fan. But other than that, I hope he does well. He, by that time of the year, you see this late in the year, mm-hmm. they're going to be yeah. fired up. Yeah, he had a good year last year, and I expect him to They're going to be ready. Improve. I think LSU beats them by 20. That puts them at three and seven. And then on the 18th, they're at Missouri, the team you just talked about, which has their own stable of wide receivers that we just talked about. And gunslingers throwing the ball. Any of those could be good guys. This is a swing game. Florida gets lucky. They wind up being four and seven. That's what we picked a while ago. Right. Kentucky or one of those games, I picked Missouri to, to um, probably not win that game mm-hmm. because it is um, – we picked it possibly, possibly win it. Well, I think we had them upsetting Missouri, upsetting people just to go six and six, having to pull two upsets. It's at Missouri. I think we we favored we kind of favored Missouri. That'll be a tough game, but I I think Florida's they get lucky. Going to be win that one. Maybe they just got better players. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Four and seven. And then the 25th, you see who they're going to play, the number three ranked at this time back then. They'll probably be ranked probably up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. What we're assuming they'll be there. Well, at preseason, they're going to be – first day's going to be good, so they're going to play them. Top ten, seven at least. Gosh, man. So you got that, – that's a tough – that may be a tougher schedule than what we just saw. Four and eight, five and seven at the best. If they can beat South Carolina or Kentucky, maybe, maybe they could go six and six now. We'll, to get, we'll talk about this for a second, and we'll look deep in the schedule. The 14th recruiting early, like we talked about earlier, after the season got over, they were 14th. Now that they lost the Simmons kid, the Ole Miss, mm-hmm. he wanted to go play down there with Coach Kiffin. But they got Jackson, the number 16 athlete in the country, and a defensive lineman, Amaris Williams, and uh, Niger Johnson, and big star that just come in this week, actually just a few days ago, I seen on Twitter, T.J. Abrams, a four-star wide receiver graduating He's in high school now. He's fixing to start his senior year. He will be there on scene next year for the Gators. Uh, and then uh, linebacker Arian Childs. Coach Bateman, the linebacker coach, has been out killing it on the recruiting scene for the Gators. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Borrera kid, another defensive lineman from somewhere at Fort Myers, 6'7", 3, 6'5", 370 pounds. Wow. A defensive end that runs like a Six, five, five, 370. Yeah, and he runs about a five flat, five one. That'd be like the predator being out there coming <laughs> after you. Imagine Walter, uh, uh, refrigerator, Walt, William Perry being fast, running a five two. No, he, there's no, no way he ran a five two. But if he did, that's what you got here. This guy, yeah. he's a cheat code, man. He's like Harry Potter, you know, just putting curses on people. I wouldn't have thought William Perry ran a five two. No, it's like, Castle Grayskull, he has the power of He-Man, and he just now he can. That's absolutely a, that's ridiculous. That's amazing. Now number ten nationally in recruiting. Now mm-hmm. they're twelfth by twenty four seven, and they're thirteenth from on three sports. You can go there and find on three and twenty four seven on your local Twitter pages and talk about them. A lot of three and four star guys from the state of Florida. That's important. Very, because that's where the best players come. Billy the usually. kid, coach. That means he is recruiting his area. But I will say, yes, big time. I will say this. I don't think we're going to see a lot of signs of how good he's done yet. No, because these guys we're talking about, they're next year's guys. Next a four-star, Kelly Collins, Gardendale. He mm-hmm. signed last summer in June, 6'5", 278. Kids from Gardendale. 
We were talking about earlier. I'd love to see Florida get back pretty good. Well, uh, but I'm looking at that schedule, Matt, and you got them. What you predicted five and seven. Let guys, me show, show me the top of it again. We we have to show me the top. I don't think they did beat Utah last year. I do not think it'll happen again. Well, let's pull up our beautiful highlighters here. They're gonna beat McNeese, Charlotte. They may upset Kentucky, beat Vanderbilt, maybe, and South Carolina. I don't know. They could. I'm thinking six and six. Okay. Um, at best, we're gonna highlight wins. Okay, we'll say they they well crap. I got it. We're gonna say they beat uh, they beat Utah. Okay, you gonna think they're gonna beat Utah? <sighs> I don't think they'll beat Utah. I don't know if that's the same team, even with Rising. Not again. I wouldn't think. Ah, uh, Utah's loaded. Uh, okay, but I mean, we'll, we'll say they beat McNeese for sure. Uh, they beat Charlotte 49ers. Gosh darn. It's I'm, at Gainesville. I'll, I'll give them a win at Gainesville over over Vanderbilt. I'm going to pick them to beat Kentucky, but you don't have to. No, okay, they beat Kentucky think. or South Carolina one, do they not? You think mm. possibly? One of them. I'm not saying both of them. I don't know, man. I, I'll say they'll – I'm sorry. Say they'll beat South Carolina. Yeah, that'd be a win. So, gosh, that's tough, man. I I just don't see them. Cohen, these guys, they got me fired up. Kentucky's got me believing after reading all that stuff today. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we'll say they beat South South Carolina. Carolina. Did they beat Arkansas at home? That's still just going to be six. Arkansas beat Missouri, maybe. I don't know, man. I'm I've got them. I've got them five and seven. That's a maybe. We could mark a, a you know, a squiggly line through that one. Uh, I don't, gosh, one, two, three, four, five. Four, maybe they're gonna have to do something stupid and uh, hope that they can. Ain't no way they beat Kentucky and Tennessee. It's just no, not happening. No. I, and we don't even know if they're gonna beat South Carolina. That's six and six. That's six and six with upsets. Ain't no way. They, they're going. I, I had a win in five. That's what I had. And I've got five. FPI had a win in six. I don't. I, I don't know where. I don't, this Missouri. That'll be the the toss up. The team that we just covered. So, in our, the game is at Missouri though. Yeah. Yeah, which is you know home in, court in favor. Is not good. home court. Home field, but it does help. Helps in football for sure. Well, basketball wanna, too. Because you don't want to play at the swamp. Everybody knows it's crazy. It's loud down there. The way the end of that the stadium's built down there, that wall, it's it's crazy. So let's just that's I'm, that's why I picked them to beat Arkansas. They got them at home. And see, you gonna go? You gonna go to the Bay? Miss that LSU? I'll bet that game's gonna be a. Why is all their dang games away? Look, go up for a minute. Look, South Carolina's at South Carolina. Kentucky's at Kentucky. Oh, man, that's a brutal. That may be worse than Missouri's schedule. Let's see, they are can they beat Tennessee? Okay, here's their away games. They're at Utah, mm. at Kentucky, at South Carolina, at Bayou. I don't think they're gonna beat Florida State. Can they upset their rival? No. Okay. Matt, they could go four and eight. You got four tough road games. It's gonna tell a lot how the old traveling Billies is gonna be. First game. I they mean, can go four and eight. Are they just going to be a? They going to be a laughing stock of the SEC? 
Are they going to be the worst? Title of this video is Best and Worst. Missouri. Is Missouri going to have a better record than Florida? Um, I think they may be even. Nah, I, I don't know. They could. Why one game? Yeah. And, and those both of those, like we picked to be uh, the Kentucky. Florida it, may go six and six. I don't think. I've got Florida and Missouri going. Missouri's flipping game is Kentucky. Under 500. Right. Yeah. Missouri, that, that game we think maybe. And then we got this one right here, uh, guys looking home. Podcast listeners, we got Squiggly Line right through Missouri. That's there. Eh. It's eh. there, you know. Is this. Well, whoever wins that may get bowl eligible. But I mean, look at their Florida State and Utah. They're two out of conference games. Hmm. I mean, that's. Both of them going to be ranked in the top 15. I, I'm going with five and seven. Six and six at absolute oh. best. They're, the only way is the only way they're going to get six, they're going to have to do something crazy. It's like, who? Guys, we've got a lot of teams in the conference not having great records, but I'm, I'm trying I don't to know how they can. At, okay, here's – okay, let me throw it out here. I'm just saying that. I'm on Tennessee TriStar, if you're watching on, on uh, Twitter, I appreciate you. you know Third game are. of the year, it's at Florida. Now, they've already had McNeese, and they had their fun little time. Now, the big dogs, a rival for the ages, the Vols and the Gators that evolved back from Peyton Manning and Danny Warfel showing out on each other right here. Does – this by any way, is there a possibility that this game right here, being at Gainesville, is this the game that gets them bowl eligible? I think it's a faint possibility. I, I give it, I give it a twenty-five percent chance of happening. I'm not gonna say no chance, but I see what you're saying. Are they gonna pull that upset? Early in the season against Tennessee before Tennessee really gets to and we'll talk about Tennessee later in yep. the summer. But uh can that game be yes. the first big game of the year? Yeah. Uh, now let's remember now it's because it's in the swamp. Now everybody's all high on Tennessee and they got their quarterback and he's smoking it all over the field, and that's fine. Everybody can think what they want to. But they did lose some good receivers. Burge. Four and eight for, for the Gators. He said five and seven, like we did. Four and eight, five and seven. Okay. He don't think that Tennessee – he don't think Florida can score enough to beat them. Uh, Tennessee needs to be as sharp due to the humidity at the swamp. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, they don't have all those pieces back. Now, they, they moved their offensive quarterback coach up to offensive coordinator at Tennessee. Right, right. They'll be better on defense. And – um, let me make sure I read this right. I'm pretty sure I said you're basically saying Tennessee's not going to be as good as they were last year. Yeah, and and this that team there, yeah, no changes. Right, right. Does that mean anything? Yeah, it could. I mean, they could pull that. I mean, they got all their coaches back. Yeah, they only got five That's coming familiarity. back. Familiarity. On defense, they got six on offense. That's not a lot of starters coming back. Though. But guys, we have so many quarterbacks new to the SEC, all over the place, except Daniels. You don't want to hear how many starters you bring him back. Eleven. That's not good. You want to hear fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, out of twenty-two. Fourteen. Remind, remind you that. 
Yeah. 11, that's not That's not. Good. Is there a chance? I don't think so. I mean, yes, a small chance. We should fall out on the floor if they do. But When you hear this old sound, cue up. I love that music. Mm-hmm. Don't that music make you think of it's Saturday morning? You know, I worked hard yesterday and I got up, got to sleep in a little bit. Get up about nine. Yeah. Go cook your pig pan of hamburger helper and your buddies is coming over. I lived over in a trailer, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good days. I love Saturdays during college football. That music, man. Yeah. And this is the 96 game we're listening to. CBS. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just saying, is is there an awful chance? Is there an awful chance that... This yeah. team that we're looking at here, we're we're looking at the old. This is '96 game. That rival can be back this year in week three, right there on the schedule. Mark this game on your calendar, September the 16th. And there's not going to be a whole whole bunch of other games on that week because mm-hmm. Bama and Texas play the week before. So right there uh, at the swamp, it's going to be going nuts. It's going to be loud. You're going to have some new coaches, the quarterbacks, and Tennessee, Coach Heupel, they're, Tennessee is reeling right now. They're, mm-hmm. they're coming off a high from last season, beating Alabama the first time in forever. Yeah, yeah I don't the think they'll down. be as good. I don't think. I mean, I think they'll win eight or nine. Mm. Nine and threes, which we'll get into Tennessee later. Look how young he was there. Oh, Gary. Yeah, I know. Now, this is I bet that people ago. was complaining then, wasn't they? Yeah. Oh, Gary. Hey, I don't know. Tennessee leads the series 19 to 17, Florida six and five at home versus Vials. Team with the most rushing yards has won 15 in the last. I don't know if that's going to be the case anymore. Mm, no, no. Say so that was in 96. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a possibility, but not likely. But with it being in the swamp, it being early in the year, I could see it, but I'm not going to pick it. I don't know, guys. I'm, I've seen I've seen crazier things happen. I'm uh, not going to pick it. Crazy things have happened. But even if that happens, six and six still. I think we've covered about everything we can do tonight. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. It's July the 24th. Yeah. Third. Uh, next I, week, uh, the birds is going to come on, and we're going to talk about some high, Georgia high school football, if you're interested in that. Uh, Jeff, come back on, and we'll we'll know about uh, um, – Carrollton, we'll break some of that down, but we're going to uh, Benton coming on next week. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into more Rock Marts and Adairsvilles and Coosas and Al Murchies and Rome High Schools and, uh, of course, Cedar Towns and those teams close by Chattooga, his home team that he covers deeply. Um, I'm going to talk with Benton about the fact that ask him if Rock Mart can win it. Yeah, I think he, he's pretty high on them. His show they did, him and Lawrence yeah. did. They, they like that team. They're high on them, and their best player transferred somewhere. And everybody's still home, which they went 10 and three, you know, and got everybody back. So, if that's what you're into next week, and uh, we'll, we'll do some SEC kick around. Uh, you gonna do uh, Tennessee Vandy next week? We got to do Tennessee and Vandy because they're in the same state, guys. Yeah. Somebody out there is going, Vandy's in Tennessee, yeah, but yeah, it is. It's we'll, do, we'll do Tennessee and Vandy, let Burge come in and he can put in what he thinks about that, and we'll talk about some Georgia high school football. and I know. Oh, I'm sorry. We got uh, Dean off here for you, falling asleep live <laughs> on the TV. So, uh, sleep study, sleep study. Uh, yeah, Vandy in Tennessee, and then that'll leave us with 
Alabama, Georgia, LSU. We can do all them in one day. Yes, yes. We can. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be fun. And then by that time, it will be time for high school to kick off. And we'll have all the college covered. And uh, we've covered a lot. Yeah, in the last end of August, we'll do top quarterbacks and running backs around the nation, who we like for Heisman shortlist and uh, that kind of stuff. Guys, that's about the fourth or fifth team in the SEC we've picked to not be much better than six and six. Mm. I just don't see it for their records. I mean, I don't think Arkansas, South Carolina, Florida, Missouri, Vandy, Texas A&M, I just don't think any of them guys are going to be very good. Kentucky may be okay. And we're just we're assuming because of Cohen being there, yeah, and uh, Leary, you know, from North Carolina, and we like him. And with an awesome offense coordinator, we think Kentucky's probably, you know, you can go back on our YouTube channel. It's back a few weeks. I did a big spot on Kentucky. A whole there, I pulled out that segment. Got a nice thumbnail there on it, and it had a lot of views on that one. Probably, I don't think probably had uh, two or three hundred views on two that or three one. Views. Oh, two or three hundred views on that one. We think Ole Miss will be good. Not Mississippi State, though. You know, on that video I pulled on that one we done, I pulled them all out and posted uh-huh. them individually. I don't think it got about 100 views, maybe. Really? People were really interested in Kentucky, and uh-huh. people were big time. The A&M spot we did about Jimbo and them, uh-huh. we did a big spot on them. It got like seven or 800 views. Well, here's one th- thing about it. One of these teams we're predicting to not be very good is going to be fantastic and just come out of nowhere. But we, we don't know which one. Who's it going to be? Last year, it was LSU. And there's going to be a team that we think is going to be good that's not going to do nothing. Last year, it was Texas A&M. Who's it going to be this year? There's going to be one. Somebody that's supposed to be good is not going to be good. I think it's Tennessee. And somebody that's not supposed to be good is going to be fantastic. It may be Florida. I'm thinking it's going to be Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, You think maybe Tennessee? No, you're not. Well, I'm not talking terrible. No, you know, they're still winning nine games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you think it's going if, to, if it could be anybody, it could be Florida. Yeah, they come out and win eight games. They upset Tennessee and the Gainesville. We just watched that whole highlight reel 96. I'm just telling you, I'm not picking, I'm not picking Florida to beat Tennessee right now. The, the case is still out. But, yeah. But yeah. don't. I'll go ahead. I'm Don't sorry. freak out. You know who I think is not going to be as good as advertised? LSU. Why do you think that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've just got a feeling. I, I just don't know if they can be any better than they were last year. I mean, they were good. And well, you, you go they lost and, some players, too. But, I mean, they got a lot back. But, well, there's a lot of expectations. And um, like I said, I don't think they'll be bad. That, that if I had to pick an East and a West to Samara last year, that I would pick LSU to be the underachiever for the West. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not, not saying that because they're favored to, they're just putting a lot of pressure on them. Well, a lot of people is kind of picking them to, to kind of win the West again. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at their schedule, see the games that they played. They, mm-hmm. they played some close games and they've lost some of those players. And you're assuming because Daniels is back, mm-hmm. he's the only one back in the conference, really. Does that mean he's going to be good because he's the only one back? I mean, I think they're going to do well, but I don't think they're going to be as great as everybody thinks. You may think his numbers would be better because he's the consistent quarterback because he played last year. Mm-hmm. But here's the part I'll back Dean up on. I have a feeling when I watched the Kelly interview on the media day, I just had a feeling, and I think it's a psychological just 
deep thought there. Subconsciously, I just don't think Kelly is a great coach. I don't think it has nothing to do with it. I mean, me personally. I think it, to me, it has to do with him. I don't think he's just not a consistent coach. He got lucky to even beat Bama last year. They had their heads up their butt and they didn't play well. It because it didn't feel like Bama lost. It just felt like it didn't feel like LSU won. It just felt like Bama lost. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was a weird game. Yeah, but they start out with Florida State. They don't have the easiest schedule in the world. No. So West underachievers, I'd say probably LSU. We're just guessing. We're just we're just killing and some time. Tennessee in the east. We need to get off here anyway. Yeah. And for the east, I'm gonna say Tennessee be underachievers. Now east overachievers. You picking Florida? I think Florida. West and for West Mississippi State overachievers is Mississippi State. Guys, that quarterback, what's his name? Rogers. Real Rogers. I'm going with Mississippi State to be overachievers. They're gonna be good. If anybody's going to be Ole Miss, it's predicting hard, guys. What about Ole Miss? I mean, they're going to have they don't have a quarterback problem at all. And now they don't and have a quarterback problem. Junkins, yeah, and they promise got you, he's going to be on a high in the short list. I think uh, because of Alabama's defense, not unless I think he gets hurt, of course. Good. I think, well, you know, and not knocking Ole Miss, but they're not they're not hurting if one of their quarterbacks does get hurt. No, and don't be surprised. Don't shake your stick and don't be upset if old St. Nick is in that playoff. Yeah. I don't know about Alabama. I'm, the jury's still out. I, I, I've got to, I just got to find out who their quarterback. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. <clears throat> we just have to assume that, that, that Saban knows what he's doing by bringing in this coordinator and uh, the quarterback to challenge his other two guys. I I still think Simpson is Ty. I think Ty's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mil, Milro, he's. In run. I don't think he's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they need a good quarterback with the receivers they've got. They've got some pretty good receivers. You know, you got Bond, Brooks. Uh, gosh, well, Bond and Brooks are the main two. And defensively, those ends. Oh, man. and they still got Trey Burton. It's all the B's. Yeah. And uh, Bond and Burton and Brooks. Brooks. And there's one more. Prentice. Yeah. It's Prentice. Yeah. Four. That was four good receivers. And their defense, I don't see nobody scoring 40 on Alabama. I'm sorry. I just don't. No, I don't see it. Unless the scheme's just bad. I just don't see it. So there's our under and over achievers with East and West. And we'll, we may, we'll probably poke back to that, that bear again. We'll get bitten on here and talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all this is just, we don't know. You no. Know, it's predictions. He's not sold on the quarterback of Tennessee either. I'm just saying. Well, no, I think he's good. I just don't know that they're going to be as good but, all around. They don't have a height. But I'm a science-minded guy, okay? I love biology and science. You have to have a a testing, a measurable, mm-hmm. okay? You have to have, you know, something to go by. And and our testing sample size in science, as we would call it, have you heard that word, sample size, mm-hmm. is small. And when you're going to do statistics and do uh, reasoning and, and have theories, um, like I did a theory on string theory one time. I did a paper on it. You have to have a large sample size. Well, there's been a lot of other theories on string theory. So I had a sample size of large to go back and look at a lot of other scientists to try to prove my point right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Guys, what do we got with this guy? What do we know? About your quarterback, Tennessee. We've seen him play a game or two, and then in the bowl game, he lit it up. He did against they, Clemson. They beat Clemson. But how good are they? They're not they're I mean, they're not beating the door down. We're talking about Florida State probably winning the ACC. Possibly. Mm-hmm. So 
and we're just predicting. And we could be wrong about all this. And um, Shane from, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is that SEC podcast. What are you doing, yo, Homer? Who's that? Shane from that SEC oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on Feinbaum the other day at the media day. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of hot, though, his introduction. It is. It's funny. He does it to be funny and, and do get attention. Mm-hmm. And But he's not dumb. He said, he told Feinbaum, and Feinbaum like, fell out of his chair. He said, Saban is uh, not got his fastball anymore. They'll be lucky to win, lucky to win nine games, and AM wins the West. Mm. I don't know why anybody would overpick AM. I mean, everybody looked goofy last year, picking them in. Bobby and Jimbo, this connection, a lot of people feel like that connection is going to be great. Yeah, but who's their players? I mean, they've had some good classes. Yeah, but a lot of them left. Half of them did. We'll have to I see know. how they – I don't see them winning. That's that's a pick, and that's his pick, and he's been doing this, picking college football as long as I have. So, his opinion – I don't see it, guys. you got to have players. Of course, you always have a breakout player. We didn't know who Jalen Hyatt was before last year. And look how good he was. Best yeah. receiver in the conference. Yep. Uh, you know, you're always going to have breakout players. But you can definitely not predict – like you said, science. All we can go by what they got. We don't know that they have some freshman that's going to be the greatest freshman in the history of college football. You can't predict that stuff. No. You can have a – I mean, people had an idea about Bo Jackson or Herschel. Well, how many people in, predicted but, Georgia to win it in 80? Ain't nobody predict Georgia to win it in 80. Probably not. This Herschel Walker might get some carries this year. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because you got to remember, Notre Dame was coming out of a tear yeah. in the late 70s. Uh, Alabama hadn't spliced the scene yet, and Bo was still in high school. But what I'm saying is, we had a show like this in 1979 or 1980. We're going to be sitting there going, "Yeah, this Walker kid might get might get some in the rotation for Georgia." Well, he was the rotation. Yeah, like 30 carries a game. Mm-hmm. Emmett Smith did the same. Bo Jackson, pretty much the same. I mean, you, you just you can't predict that stuff, and some of that may happen. You know with some of these freshmen. We have no idea. Jeremiah Cobb at Auburn from Montgomery. You know, he, he could. He's going to get on the scene. He'll get some carries this year at Auburn. I don't know. But it, Junkins will rush. He'll be the leading rusher in the conference. We would assume. I don't know that anybody can predict who's going to be good before they get there. I mean, really. Emmett Smith was not supposed to be as great as he was as a freshman. He didn't even start the first game. Yeah, he was setting high school records, though. Yeah, he was. What, 400? He had like a 500-yard game high yeah, school. He had like 9,000 yards rushing in high school. Ridiculous. And that's not even counting like backyard ball. That's, no, yeah. That's just, Chad Richardson um, broke his record. Yeah, yeah. Dang good show, everybody. We appreciate y'all coming by. The best dang sports show going. 197, man. Come back next week. Show 198. And uh, come hang out with us. And we'll dig back in this. And we'll do Vanderbilt, Tennessee. And we'll have some other news. Um not a lot going on right now, but we can only we yeah. did top ten linebackers. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to get in Northwestern coach Fitzgerald. Yeah. Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald. Past Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Did he he yeah. done? Yeah, they fired him for some allegations of some stuff that he's supposed to knew about, some hazing things that went on there that was part of the college. Did they fire him because of that yeah. or because they didn't do well last year? Well, uh, yeah, well, I'll leave that up to y'all. Y'all can discuss that. I didn't even want to – I could have brought that topic up, but I just didn't think – a lot. everybody's talked about it, and I just didn't really kind of want to. You don't think nobody out there in the state's going, God, I wish they talked about Northwestern. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, McGough, 
the uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know the quarterback at the Stallions. Yeah, the Packers picked him up. Oh, okay. it's pretty interesting there. Braves did win today. Think four to three. Also, Braves uh, beat the Brewers. That's some other news going around, and uh, uh, some guy named Harmon won the the uh, or Harriman won the British Open by about four or five strokes. I, I'm not sure who he is. Now the Crossville High School up there on the mountain, not playing football this year. Will those kids get to relocate to if they want to play football? You know, can they? I guess they have to move. I'm assuming. I'm just saying this since they didn't have. He was part many. of that. Now you was up there. What year? Thirteen. You and Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Brian. A guy named Mark Quarles and a guy named Randy Haynes. Mm-hmm. Uh, four of us. Then we had the JV coaches too. They would help. I probably struggle to go. I mean, it was a struggle. They played. I thought that bunch played very good. Yeah, because went what, two what, and eight. Three A. They were four A, oh, and they just couldn't. I mean, it was two A kids playing four A ball. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Two A kids playing for So eight. Jeff, I, I don't know. That's a good. I guess the superintendent of the county up there. Uh, if they want, what if they wanted to move over to Plainview or play up Sylvania or go to five? I I'm don't assuming know. there's not too many since they discontinued the program. Though Geraldine's the closest. Closest, yeah. Or Collins. Scare, scare them. Scare, scare them. them Creek. Scare yeah. them Creek. Probably Geraldine's closer. Geraldine or Collins. Yeah. Yeah. Boaz. And uh, Coach Willingham. He's added some players too. Yeah, he's got a got a little tailback over there. It's going to give them some speed. May be that little point that they need to to beat a, a Pisgah or something. Mm-hmm. Be challenging in that conference with Fife leading leading the way. Yeah, right. that's not two words you want to hear. Three Fife's in your conference. <laughs> four four words. Oh man! But I mean, you know, there's going to be. Yes, we can't be saying this forever. That's of that, but it, it can go on for quite a while. Uh, teams of that conference, Sandrock, uh, they participated in the Piedmont camp, uh, played some younger guys, tried some different scheme stuff, looked look good as the day went on. Right, right. Got, as the day progressed, they would try this and move this around here and move that up there. And, and so they got better as the day went on. So Coach Heath and staff and Coach Short and Coach Bates, we like all those guys. Oh, yeah. Love yeah Coach good, yeah. Bates, all the old school guys over there and his wife. They do a good job. So uh, – yeah, uh, Spring Garden again. Congrats to them for making it to the championship game. He ain't beating Hanley. How are they supposed to beat Hanley? Them guys, how many they dress? 80, 70? Uh, they dress at least 60 players before they go. And Coach Hope's Strange, a good quarterback. And Strange does. Tapple. kind of jobs he do at Hanley? He does good. He's a fan. He does a great he does job. Good. High intensity. Boy, he loves to win. He's focused on his players. Yeah. He gets fired up. Yeah, he, he, uh, he goes to bat for them. Yeah. Uh, mean, he does a good job there. And that, that and, hey, look, that region, Jacksonville, Aniston, Aniston's added players, that's going to be tough. So, Spring Garden to make it down there in the camp to play them, hey, you know. Right. Uh, seven I, on seven is good. I think I heard they lost on an interception and then something else. They won't handle while I get the ball back. So, hey, you know, and tomorrow, if y'all want to run by Cedar Bluff at 6 o'clock, L.D. Bruce Field, swing by and stop and pull in and, Shoot the breeze with me. Dean, we'll be there signing autographs, signing babies' heads. and That's what we do. Arms, legs. Yeah, legs. <laughs> Love it, man. Y'all Lower leg. Lower leg. 198 Cap. next week. 198. Come back and hang out with us. Oh, was that uh, was that Ricky Bobby signing babies' heads? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's an idiot. Go watch the offer, and if you ain't seen Tulsa King, tune into that. Oh, is it good? Very good. Y'all go tune in, and I'm going to 
kill this and grab something to eat and get ready to go to bed and get up and work tomorrow and then try to go over to Bluff tomorrow evening. Yeah, that starts at six. I don't even know who's going to be there. We'll just have to go um, find out. He said. He told me, but I wasn't. I mean, I was listening, but. Sec we, section. There was 278 people at the Quick Mart. Was it section? No, that's true. It may be. It may be section. Okay. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Show 198 will be here, and uh, we'll break down some more college football and more interesting news. Who knows what may happen? Thank y'all again, and uh, shout out to Coach Short. Prayers for him and his family. Yes, sir. Uh, we're thinking about him. We love Coach Short, and uh, hope things just get better. I mean, uh, that's all you can do. You, it's, it's a tough situation when you, you lose a, a mate that you've yes, been sir. with so long. So, uh, and, and your mom, you lost your uncle. Lost mom lost one of her brothers. brothers um, yeah. Be thinking about Miss Miss Benita. It's hard, man. You get older and you just start losing people, that's, and it, it makes you think about your own, your own, you know, your mortality. own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, it gets harder. Y'all think about people. those people and uh, keep your heads clear and your hearts full of God. We love and we. Appreciate y'all. Next week, 198. Be back. Matt and Todd shows out. <laughs>